act like Jack Kennedy was his first time with Marilyn Monroe just basically came all over his dress. Yeah. <laughs> and it's done. Sorry about that, man. Sorry, I blew my top. Too much of my father Joe's whiskey, I guess. Is that is that the JFK that lived on the southern plantation with the whip? With the whip. Did you watch? Did you happen to watch the Chris Rock's uh, dramatic live Netflix? No, he didn't send comedy? me. A, he didn't send me an invitation, so I didn't watch it. Become like on very, purpose. On purpose, I didn't want difficult it. to entertain. Have you read the show notes, please? I'm looking at some of them. Yeah, I can Wait tell you're second. getting excited. You're getting excited. We just played the theme song. Yeah. And so now that it's time to read the show notes, I took out my special scissors and cut the ribbon that holds the envelope that contains the show notes. And as I look at it, it's 200 lines. Hooray. That's my favorite number. Yeah, well, it sounds like about an out. hour. Yeah. All right. Well, it is time for the show. It's, uh, let's go through the Point. notes and see what today's show is going to be so that we can yeah. do the show. Three and a half lines per minute. Go. All right. Line one of the show notes says, Glorf Smerlacken. Line two. Time for the show 214. Poe Folk Northern Railway. Line three. TFTS Relay 030623. Line four. Fid, do not read this part on air. Line five. A compressive neuropathy of the radial nerve that occurs from the prolonged direct pressure of the upper medial arm or axial by an object or surface. The radial nerve is composed of the C5 to T1 nerve roots, which arise from the posterior segment of the branchial nerve plexus. Line 12 of the show notes says, Fid, read this part on air. And line 13, it's Pease's seventh favorite part of the show, the introduction. Broadcasting live on freethinkradio.com. Welcome to Time for the Show, a podcast unlike any other. Join the irreverent and unpredictable hosts, Reverend Peace, Fid Julie, and Dr. Fox as they delve into a myriad of topics with a satirical and absurd twist. No topic is off limits and no joke is too taboo for this comedic trio. With skits, prank calls, and parody commercials, you never know what to expect on time for the show. So sit no. back, relax, and no, no, yeah, yeah. your sides hurt as you journey into the strange and hilarious world of time for the show. <laughs> Once again, this week's show notes were generated by the fledgling Show Rogan Artificial Stupidity System in, in conjunction with ChatGPT and Dr. Fox's soda-stained legal pad. If you want to help hurt the computer, join us in our Discord server, Hypercom, which can be accessed at timefortheshow.com. And then you're just going to click that discord button there and line 30 the show notes is blank good one we're almost done and then oh, just like last week it appears that uh right after the intro show rogan wrote a poem that he's gonna make us read and it starts on line 32 of the show notes which say 
Oh, dear listener, do beware, for what you're about to hear is rare. Ooh, a show a so one. chaotic, so absurd, your mind will ache, your ears disturbed. And line 36 of the show notes is blank! Now, what if that was a line that, of the poem? Is that, is, that, is that really a poem, or is that like a haiku? It seems short, or is it just like a stanza? It's like a haiku What's and a half. Now we we know a guy that knows things about writing in books. Uh, yeah, I know one. I know to, one Chinese oh, guy, and you assume I know everything change. about haikus. No, I'm saying we know subject to change, and I wish that he would look at this and analyze it and give us an answer uh, as to the validity of whether it actually meets the criteria for uh, what we're calling a poem. Because Are you I, ready I'm for saying, the next 53 minutes of the show no. to be he's telling us how much he likes subject he change now. No, I'm just I telling am. you. No, I'm just asking well, my wife. It's okay. I'm just yeah. asking. I'm just looking over at my wife and show. asking her. That would be a, that would be a good one. It's going to be a good Don't one. It's a good one. I'm, I'm getting to He's a nice here, guy. So. It counts oh, you're already poem. in time work. Yeah. Now, now listen, Ben Shirley is chiming in saying it counts as a poem, and I'm curious to hear his argument as to why it does. I feel it's short. Well, it's in an AABB rhyme scheme, and the meter is trochaic quadrameter. Which seems to be the meter that the show Rogan AI defaulted to last time. I don't know why it prefers that. It's I don't find it particularly. No, uh, I think he gave something. Gave us something different last week. I guess we'd have to go back on like the RSS feed at timefortheshow.com and listen to last week's episode. Dilbert does Dallas, and hear that poem again. Or there is no last week. You could do There's that. There's only yeah. now and the future. I think no. I think we actually got a different kind of poem last week. I think the structure was different and everything. Uh, Sardonic well, we're not going to need to do that. Sardonic we're not going to need to do that because that uh, the listeners will be able to hear last week's poem on tonight's time warp. Could happen at any moment. Yeah. We're just oh, waiting for it. Dear listener, do be what. <laughs> about to hear his reign. A show so chaotic and so absurd. Your mind will ache your ears. Disturbed. That was this week's. We already did that one. I mean, we already did the other one too, but why do that one again? I, I just I felt like it, we didn't punch it enough when we did it the first time. Well, your inflection was appreciated. You have a nice speaking inflection. Of, speaking of punching, <laughs> line 37 of the show notes is the blind eye segment. So I think we're supposed to do that now. And mine does involve punching. Who's your blind eye, Peas? Well, you know, I'm trying to be more positive of a piece these days. So I feel like if someone could be a blind eye, they're also someone else's hero. So I'm going to pick like a hero of the week, but I don't have one for this week. Versus the heroes of the strong? Right. Yeah. Okay, you said so you're... But if I had one, if I had one, we would talk about it here. I mean, I hero could, of I the could, week is you for coming up, up with like, a bit called Hero of the Week that you did right. not have a bit for. 
uh, prepared for it. No, but I talked about it. Well, you know, I was thinking about a lot of different things with the blind eyes and things that have upset me and why I should blind eye this or that. But then I remembered that I'm a stoic now and I don't, I can't focus on the negative. I can't be the person that complains all the time. I have to find positivity in whatever my circumstances are because that is indeed what existence is. So I, I guess... If I'm going to blind eye or hear or something, it's the realization of how fruitless my life's goals and ambitions have been in comparison to what the experience of life actually is. So oh, in God. that sense, um, um, yeah, I, I've domain, I captured that domain, whatever. People need to make money. But in You're that sense... Now? I, yeah, I, I got the, the thing in the mail, the whole... You made it like 90 days and they gave you that wooden token? Yeah. The I thought they kit. had a cure for a stoic these days. You just, they now did. it's a terminal illness. Like you don't die from it. You just live with it. You just, just live with it. it. Yeah. You just talk a lot about it like a vegan does. That'll probably be the next step on my descent into hell. The first yeah. step is stoicism. And then the next step is you're a vegan. And and then uh, the next step after that is you become some kind of, some kind of fucking light worker. Well, the Stoics blind really eye them. are the vegans light of workers? the philosophy uh, world. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one, Doctor. Hey, song. how do you know if somebody's a Stoic? The They'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your blind eye, Fox? Uh, the programmer for the latest version of Microsoft Solitaire. And um, uh, like, if you walk away for a minute, because, you know, I know when you're sitting down and throwing down on some on some classic Solitaire action on your computer, hey, no, you, know, you, you might I get noticed. up and grab yourself a refreshing monster energy drink I noticed and a Kellogg strawberry, the, the strawberry yogurt chewy bar from kellogg's you go get your protein bar and you come back for some hardcore gaming you're ready for hour eight on twitch and one of the cards is blinking saying hey stupid we noticed you've been trying real hard to match colors why don't you come over here and let us help you out with that just because you stepped away from a moment you know I'm not, I'm not destined, I mean, I, my ass, you know, I'm, I'm a middle-aged male with secretary spread. That's how much time I'm spending in front of a computer. Middle-aged? Am I not? That's what my parents keep calling me. That's generous. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Listen, that guy, I if, noticed, uh, if, uh, I if a bus full of hijacked airplanes were to crash into that guy, I would look the other way, at least for today to, I don't know, maybe the rest of the week. But listen, you used the French pronunciation of the game, Solitaire. And I'm wondering, uh, is that an indicator of how seriously you take the game of Solitaire? No, I just like to remind everybody that the, uh, that the French are, are the ones that came up with card games to play by yourself. Yeah, well, because no one likes you. No one likes you if you're friends.
Oh, here it comes. <coughs> I was excited. No, did yet, you please. have? Did Sorry, you have I was doing a sound guy? check. Yeah, so do you have the on air sound? It's my favorite part of the show. Yeah. Yeah, who's yeah. your blind eye, Fid? Who's your blind eye, Fid? Who's your blind eye, Fid? I told you. Nobody asked me who my blind eye is but me. Bad people. Okay. I guess I have to do one now. You have to. My blind eye is sports bras. Yeah. That's Mm. a good one. Mm. I wish I had thought of that one. Because several reasons. I don't look very good in them. I don't think you need to give any reasons. It's self-evident well it says in the show notes that i have to give my reasons so yeah this would be a good time for everybody just get up get a drink you know take a piss because strawberry it it does not require explanation start up a game of solitaire legally obligated to give my explanation so other than them not being very flattering on me uh Every time I masturbate into a sports bra, I feel like a pedophile because it looks like a little girl's bra. And I don't like that feeling. I have to close my eyes when I'm masturbating into a sports bra and think about a regular bra. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's against the law in Tennessee. And then I just have to throw it under my bed before I open my eyes. And then the other thing about sports bras that would I would turn a blind eye if a bunch of Al-Qaeda members flew a plane into all of the sports bras. Which actually are we even mad? probably just bounce back. Are we but, even uh, mad at those guys anymore? Well, that's the thing. We're, that's where we're turning a blind eye. You know? Yeah. Because I like, feel like the Al-Qaeda guys get past they get a pass all the time now. We're all about we're all about Russia. Who's, now. who's your who, who's your favorite militant Islamic group? Peace. Man, I like that that cover band they had of the monkeys. White snake. Yeah, called the Simians. But uh, you know, I don't know. It's I feel like. I guess here's the thing with Al-Qaeda, and I understand this probably more than most. Dude, it used to be that the IRA, we were feared all over Europe. If you talked terrorism or hijacking, there was an Irishman at the fucking root of that shit. And if you saw an Irishman, he tried to do a flex or something, you might be, oh, fuck, you might be a terrorist. I better not fuck with that guy. Then... The fucking Al-Qaeda comes in, and man, we get we can't even get a glass of ice water at McDonald's drive through okay? There's nobody scared of the Irish terrorist at all anymore. And now, Al-Qaeda was way up there like, ooh, but I don't fuck with that guy, man. That Haji could be Al-Qaeda's. And uh, so you'd be scared, but now... They, they're learning what it's like not to be scared of them anymore because now everybody's scared of the Russians and the Chinese. So now Al-Qaeda's, they're like sitting in the bar with the Irish people. They can't even drink, so they're having those little stupid fucking teas that they drink. 
and they're sitting around a bunch of Irish terrorists, and they're like, how we let this slip through us? And the Italians in the other room laughing because they go, it used to be us. Yeah, Pease brings up a good point. Uh, well, the Italians <laughs> were laughing before everybody got there. Yeah. So, Listen, you know, the IRA, the IRA had pipe bombs with eight different marshmallow colors inside. Yeah, they're lucky charms. Is to the VR troopers what the IRA is to the Power Rangers. Oof! Oof! Damn! First, damn! Damn! Who's the big bad Beetleborgs? Well, my favorite Islamic terroristic organization <laughs> is the Jews. <laughs> I think awful. they're all secretly Muslims. That's all. Pretending to fight each other. Uh, been fooling us all along. God damn it. Don't not feel stupid now. Speaking of a group of people that hit women, <laughs> the other reason I'm blind dining sports bras is because <laughs> women with big tits wear them when they jog so that they don't look like they did three rounds with Mike Tyson when they get home from the jog. <laughs> and I don't like that because then it means I have to beat her up. I, I've got better things to do than punch the shit out of my woman. You know, it's, it's just Dot easier com. for me if I can send her for a jog without a bra on and just let nature take its course. So, fuck you, sports bras. You're the blind eye. Who's your blind eye piece? I don't know, dude. You like covered it with the Jews and the Muslims and women and old people and children. And I mean, who the fuck is left? Well, you're yeah. not off the hook yet, Pease, because line 41 of the show. I think that I am. I think I'm says, I think I am. I can say whatever I want now. No one's going to remember after that diatribe. Tree. Well, you're, you're up to bat. According to line 41 of the show notes, it says, no, I Piso box. Oh, I did have to do that one. Line 42, submit your viewer mail to email at timefortheshow.com. And then line 43 is an actual submission entitled mail number one. And it says, Dear Peas, how do I get good at mind games? Are there any you would recommend to get even with an evil pigeon? And that came from Clive Ampersand from Montezuma Mesquite. What do you got for Clyde Ampersand, please? Well, here's the thing, man. I, I get the mind game things, and especially against pigeons, because most people don't know this, but 65 percent of all pigeons that you see are actually government drones that uh keep an eye on things that you're doing to make sure you don't get out of line you're not you're not too woke you know you're not you're not missing out on all the news speak that's going on but the thing about it is is even if it's a government drone that you're trying to play the mind game against 
pigeons have a limited ability to communicate with human beings to play the mind games, but I have found that the ancient game of mastermind, where you would pick a series of colors and then hide them behind a little plastic resin screen, and then the other person would have a certain amount of tries to pick out what colors uh, you had. That is a mind game I think a pigeon could play. And I think you can find Mastermind on eBay. And uh, if you've got a pigeon that, that wants to play that mind game, I think then you've got a common ground that you guys can work that out. Thanks for your letter. Line 47 of the show notes is blank. Line 48 of the show notes. Another one for you, peas. Mail 2, generated by Show Rogan. I can't wait to the end of the letter to see if Show Rogan actually signs it himself or comes up with a wacky name. Dear time for the show. I'm a big fan of your show, but I have a question that I need your help with. Last week, you were talking about something called Saturday Night Palsy, and I don't understand what that is. Is it a new dance move or a game? I tried to ask my mom and dad, but they didn't know either. Can you please explain it to me in simple words so that I can understand it better? Thank you for your help. Sincerely, Bunky McFunky of Looneyville. Great job, Show Rogan. It's a real place. All right, Peace. I know you uh, recently no, had Dr. surgery Fox. for Saturday Night Dr. Palsy. Dr. Fox, is. Uh, this is a palsy question. I think it involves or requires even, nay, demands that a doctor of sciences answer this question. And, of course, in our small group of acquaintances, the only doctor that we have is, of course, Dr. Argus Q. Fox of Hypercube Laboratories. Can you please answer this one caller's letter? Uh, Saturday night palsy is when uh, you go to the bar and you sit on the high stool and your balls shift underneath of your thighs and you sit on your balls at such a position uh, that they actually they go to sleep. And so when you hit the dance floor, you can swing belligerently and know that the entire time that should your genitals or groinal area make contact with anyone else on the legal dance floor, uh, that you didn't feel it. Therefore, it didn't count. So, uh, yeah, take up on Saturday Night Palsy every time that you go out square dancing or to the local discotheque. That's French for disco that you go to by yourself. And, uh, yeah, there's a reason Naga Hyde was very popular for a short period of time, kids. My blind eye is... Naga Hyde pants are the David Carradine of leg wear. They choked you out. Line yes, that's, 16 that's the of the show notes is blank. Line 61 of the show notes is indicating that we're going into another segment. Segment 3, Culture Schlock. Was Culture Schlock a segment that show Rogan thought of? Yes. 
Yes. That's interesting. All right. God, we can hope. We can only hope. So. Hey, you know, I take credit for anything that I can get. It blame the robot. Well, this week's culture schlock is extemporaneed something. Line 62. <laughs> it says, uh, discuss the host's commentary on various aspects of current events. This week's topic is choo-choo trains. Topic details, Norfolk Southern third derailment from CNBC. Hours after a 28-car Norfolk Southern train derailed Saturday in Springfield, Ohio, the third incident for the freight railroad in just over a month, including the toxic disaster in East Palestine, Jewland, internal emails show railroad officials making broad safety adjustments for rail cars. Well, I, I think this is a simple thing here. They need to stop letting CNBC run these trains. I mean, this is the third derailment CNBC's had with these trains. It's just outrageous. And, you know, here's the thing about train derailment. They're no fun for anybody. They're not fun for the train, the people in the community, or even bystanders, birds and fish and dogs and whatnot. They're all yeah, pretty so we much better not make any jokes about it. We can't. Oh, is it? Uh, well, it's a somber time. It's a somber time to talk about rail travel. <laughs> Ohio is now America's Pittsburgh. Yeah. Well, that's it, man. That makes sense. Damn. No one, no one wants to have a Pittsburgh. Hey. Damn. Ouch. <sighs> Oof. That is the most correct thing I've heard. That was woke. My STD test. Peter, came are back. you guys woke? I feel like I'm woke now. I'm woker. Well, I took a cold shower. I've been taking cold showers, and they make me very woke. I'm not as I woke as you, I am bespoke. I heard about the cold like, shower thing. I didn't know you? if it was some hippie bullshit. But then my water heater went up, and my landlord's been dragging legs to get it fixed so i just said fuck it i'm jumping in there right and now i'm a cold shower guy nice. so like here's what i don't understand as good as cocaine this is what i don't understand if you go to a civil war reenactment and you go to the confederate side how come they get upset when black people show up and want to be their slaves who gets upset? The the I watched this thing on the YouTube today, and the, all the Confederate reenactors were like, "Well, no, we don't want you to do that. We're not trying to reenact that part of the the thing." And they were like, "Well, did you guys have slaves?" Well, well, yeah, but that's not what we're reenacting. And I thought, well, these guys are geniuses. They had like chains on, and they threw some cotton on the ground, and they said, "Do you want us to pick this up?" and None of the people would say yes, except one guy said, dude, you're littering. I'll write you a ticket for that. And well, so then they did pick to... it up. And it was nobody... pretty funny. Yeah, you don't like, want they're taking like... they're taking the fun out of the Civil War piece. <laughs> I was it was fun doing it. Like I it made me want to be black so that I could go that could be like my new hobby. 
Is that we just so, share these Civil War? Do they even reenact Civil War stuff anymore? Is that even allowed? Or is everybody, it's like there's this like 40,000 Northern guys reenacting Northern shit and like three diehard Duke brothers fucking pretending to be the Confederacy. Yeah, but nobody wants to be the slave in the Civil War reenactment because they're the no, only actors that don't get paid. I think that. I think that would be awesome. I think I think that would put some realism into it. Give some skin in the game. Whoever wins today gets this group of people. I'm gonna call Black Zionists Hebrews. You know Hebrews. what? These maybe you should but, just uh, make carrots make you her slave. Dot com. Well, like tell her to tell her to call you the T phrase. What's the T phrase? Toby. Oh no. You know, I kinda already am her sexual slave <laughs> in many ways. It really dates you fit, Julie, <laughs> when you make a joke like that. You Argus Fox. Because that makes everybody know, oh, that's a roots reference. That's Alex Haley's miniseries Roots. So these You know, I don't know why they No, Pease, here's my big question. Why did they call the series Roots when Branches played a far more prominent role? Nice. Because you have to live in the victimization of your past. If you don't live did in I, the victimization of your past... The, we do the show? Can, I'm writing that down. And, yeah, okay, that's going in my type five. That's definitely well, going in your type five. Things to say when you want to get fired. That could even be an opener. <laughs> Just things to say when you, no, that you know what that's thing file it <laughs> under things to say when you want to get fired by Disney. Well, Disney ended up firing themselves, didn't they? Yeah. Didn't they just like yeah, close? Now counterfile it in things to say when interviewing for Fox. I'm right here. Now, why oh, the next? I mean, Maybe that's the problem. Maybe you're too close in your brand. You know, your Fox brand is too close to the Fox brand. And there's, there's consumer confusion. You're actually driving people to Fox News instead of Hypercube. But once that's I start getting probably, some cutbacks, I'll be fine with that. Yeah. yeah we'll funnel I'm, that I'm down. Wondering, I'm wondering if that's, what, if that's what's going on. That was the song of beer. I hope not. I did. I was peeing earlier, but you couldn't hear it because there was some kind of noise reduction. I was disappointed. Well, Peas, you fell right into my trap. I tricked you into peeing before the show, so you couldn't steal my bit on the show. It's Dr. Hell! Oh, no! All right, I'm not liking the fact that the next, like, 20 lines of the show notes are just additional details on choo-choo trains on, on choo-choo trains well should we move on to the next segment because we were we were peas did you derail a segment on choo-choos yep i did Damn. okay See, that's right. why nice. it's art fuckers it's funny i get it now yeah, I'm i get it i'm later dennis miller laugh peas you could derail a steamroller yeah. all right well from now on 
every topic has to have to do with choo-choo trains so peace can be funny guys i uh hey hey oh oh, oh. come on everybody (laughs) okay all right (laughs) there's a brand new dance now go right ahead come on baby do the locomotion great go ahead i'm really glad that, that i uh held the door open for you on that one yeah grand funk railroad motherfucker i got you know, the joke i i did <laughs> you're just avoiding the elephant <laughs> in the room okay we just read a story about this increased frequency of derailments and train incidents and Dude, uh, because peas has ties to the mob in the unions that are cutting the brake lines on these trains and i think it's even he- worse uh i hate to say this guys but i think this is our fault we've been doing blind eyes for years and those dumbasses over at al-qaeda they figured uh well we can't hijack a plane anymore because they got the tsa what's the next best thing that we could hijack your building and they said a train super young. it's big super it's heavy it goes really fast and they so, hired uh, some irish consultants to tell them how to do it <laughs> i mean this i'm all of our glory uh, in the great the state is... of the republic of ireland been repressed and destroyed by the goddamn queen and her cockeyed son. But yeah, we'll help you drive the train through the building, you brown bastard. When is Irish Ramadan, please? Christmas, you bastard. That's when baby Jesus gives you the finger, lets you vomit outside your mother-in-law's apartment, smoke your father's last fucking fag. That's when the, uh, yeah, that's when they celebrate the last potato that lasted for eight nights or something like that. Right. And it only lasted that long because it was kept up your mother's ass the entire time. Waiting for Christmas. We wished we had a potato for Christmas. We had rocks and moss and piss. That's what we had. Potatoes. Oh, oh, fancy, fancy lord with his potatoes and whatnot. Well, you're not the only one that's going to have to wait because line 94 of the show notes is blank. However, line 45 of the show notes says segment four, paid copy. Down to time. It's my favorite Uh, segment. uh, Because it's paid for. It makes the show possible. We have to do it. All right. Are you tired of waiting for your deliveries to arrive? Do you find yourself staring out the window, watching the clock tick by, wondering when your package will finally show up? Well, we have good news for you. Introducing McApathy, the delivery service that never shows up on time. That's right. With McApathy, you never have to worry about waiting around for your deliveries again. 
Our drivers are specially trained to arrive at your doorstep hours after the promised delivery time, ensuring that you have plenty of time to do, well, whatever it was you were doing before. And if you're worried about missing your delivery, don't be. Our drivers are equipped with state-of-the-art notification technology that will keep you updated on their progress every step of the way. You'll receive a text message when your package is still hours away, another when it's stuck in traffic, and a final message when it's finally delivered. At least we hope so. So why wait for your deliveries to arrive on time when you can experience the thrill of uncertainty with McApathy? Sign up now and get ready for a delivery experience like no other. <laughs> and line one fourteen of the show notes is blank, which concludes the paid copy. Thank God we can finally get back to doing the show now. Ugh, I hate those fucking sponsors. That's all it shows me in this when I expand. I can't see for Always making us read shit. They're worse than Show Rogan. Line 115 of the show notes says Segment 5 Host shit. And it says uh, Go around the hosts and see what they were up to since the last show. Alright, Peas, who's your host shit? I uh, I went back to work last week, and then I I did some stuff and did some work. So I talked with Fox er earlier in the week about the Earth falling into the sun, and did he think we could maybe find a way to hypercube to Europa? And he didn't think that there was a way, so that was disappointing. And then I, I was gonna call you, but man, he just going on about your lady friend and the Masons and I didn't have the energy for it so I said fuck that so for the most part I just tried to acclimate back into my life uh, I've been making some different types of foods and stuff to put in my bellies and that's about it what, what have you been doing to experiment today with Julie uh, I, I don't remember who am I? What's going on? What are you? It's funny when he does like... Because what people may not know this, but what Spid Chili's doing is Spid Chili is doing a white person's voice as done by a black comedian who actually is being done by a white person. So it's Spid doing a black person doing a white person when he does that voice. And that's why that voice is so hilarious. No matter what it says, when you hear that voice, you know some big Spearmint Julie comedy is coming your way right away. I'm going to sit back and listen. Yeah. I farted he's, on my he, girlfriend's pussy. Intentionally? Oh, yeah. Well, it <laughs> wasn't premeditated. It was more like a, a crime. Court ordered. Uh, Court ordered. It, it was a crime of opportunity. It was not premeditated. How did you get into that kind of position so quickly? Uber. <laughs> Uber pussy? <laughs> yeah, I called up Uber pussy. I was like, hey guys, Uber, I got Uber a big Brown. one brewing. 
All right, I'm going to need you to come down here. You're going to need some help. You're going to need some equipment. I'm going to need some help. No, we were like... Bring uh, towels. We were asleep and like kind of spooning, and I rolled over away from her, and then she did the... She was the big spoon, which, you know, I'm not proud of. That's a little emasculating L- to little, be the little, little spoon. Gay. It's a little gay, if you ask me, but whatever. But given that position... My anus was pressed up right against her clam, and I just had to let one go, and I went, all right, this is going to be great. I even nudged her a little bit to make sure she was awake first. (laughs) Now, it's interesting. The Karma Sutra discusses the uh, stimulation, the vibronic stimulation of the clitoris with the gases from the anus in this exact position. At length for seven or eight santras. So really all you've done, Fidjili, is rediscover an ancient Indian way to pleasure your woman by using your flatteress of your anus to cause a vibrational explosion within the woman's clitoris uh, if performed correctly. Now, it's been known to take many years to master this sexual act, and I'm surprised to see that you pulled it off your first time, but hats off to you. Is it a sexual uh, act? It's an act of love. Oh, I see. Uh, Yeah. When you fart on your girlfriend's pussy, it's pure love. How could you interpret it any other way, Dr. Fox, if indeed you are a doctor with that question? It's kind of like when you pee on her in the shower. Like, it's an act of love. It means... Wow, this water should get warmer. (laughs) <laughs> well, that's right. Uh, any of our listeners way back here, viewers can go to <laughs> timefortheshow.com and get their copy of the Chuli Sutra and learn how to fart on your girlfriend's pussy. Pleasure your woman with the vapors from your anus alone and you will have mastered life. The Fid Chuli way. Are your stoolies like chulies? Oh, nice. Your check's in the mail, Fox. I was a hard-to-please woman until my man put favorite chulies flatuous clitoris stimulation manual. And ever since Harvey has taken up the habit, I've been a happy lass. Let me tell you. Who's your host, shit, Fox? Well, I called Peas on Friday, but he didn't answer me, so I got upset and I went to the beach. Was I there? No, you didn't answer. But was I at the beach when you went there? Yeah, it was Peas' footprints when there was only one set in the (laughs) sand. (laughs) And I said, Peas... Where, where, where did the other set of footprints go? And he said, well, that was when I was riding on your back because it was hot. <laughs> I'm going to fart it on the clitoris. Gave me pleasure. Line 117 of worst. the show notes is <laughs> The worst. I love the blank lines. They're, they're the easiest ones. Line 118, segment 6, 
Influence. I'll, I'll give you a whole show. I'll give you a whole list of like lines. Two hundred lines. Fuck's sake. There's a lot of lines. Uh, 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 uh. That one was for caller twenty-three. Line one nineteen of the show notes says, "Talk about people recently in the spotlight." This week's persons of note to include <coughs> Caller 23 for vomiting right now. And Mary Lori Lightfoot is the current mayor of Chicago, Illinois. Well, not anymore. Yeah. Uh, she was elected She's as quite... the city's mayor in yeah. April 2019, becoming the first black woman and first openly gay person to hold the position. Prior to serving as mayor, Lightfoot held various positions within the city's government and also worked in private legal practice. As mayor, Lightfoot has focused on issues such as public safety, education, and economic development and has implemented various reforms aimed at improving transparency and accountability in city government. She's going back to Middle Earth to be Gandalf's horse again. I, I had never heard it before, but but Twitter had blown up that Beetlejuice had gotten fired, and I didn't know if they were talking about the Michael Keaton character or the Howard Stern character. And I gotta say, when I actually saw a picture of her, I was like, "Wow, that's a that's an eager compromise." You still didn't know I, which one they were talking about. Exactly. And I've gotta tell you, I've never liked any of this guy Gordon Lightfoot's albums anyway. Yeah, I think uh, Beetlejuice could be the next uh, franchise to get to get canceled because he was pretty aggressive on that uh, Renona Wider girl. You know, well, Renona Wider. He, he made racist comments <laughs> and sexist comments and stuff. That's and I not believe, allowed. I believe Renona Wider was only uh, sixteen at the time that they filmed that. So yep. that's not okay. Uh, all right. Well, that's person number one, Lori Lightfoot. You know, are what? you sure that like, are you sure that's not Elliot Page you're talking about? I. Uh, well, no, I mean, it, her name would be La Elliot Page after she gets that surgery to make her black. Or a dolphin. All I can say about Lori Lightfoot is like, look, I don't live in Chicago, whatever. Uh, but she does. I think she does strike me as a woman whose vagina smells like if somebody queefed on a used tire. Remember when she was all like, "We gotta believe Juicy Smalls." He had to have been attacked. Yeah. He's the best. I'm glad to see that Chicago got rid of her and kept, you know, there was a choice. They were either going to have to get rid of the shaved beef sandwich or or keep her as mayor. And so they wisely went to go with the Portesini's uh, sandwich. It's exciting these days and ages that we live in. Yeah, and she also... Uh publicly threatened to arrest people that did not observe the tuberculosis 19 protocols even though she got caught going out to get a haircut when did you uh, hear about that pro wrestler the little rock 
or the Proto Rock or Rock Light that uh, did a comedy the Pebble. special. Yeah, the Pebble. Little, yeah, little, Chris the Pebbles Town. Little Rock Light is an American comedian, actor, writer, producer, and director who first gained national recognition in the early 1990s as a cast member on the popular comedy sketch series Saturday Night Live. He went on to become one of the biggest names in stand-up comedy, known for his sharp social commentary and provocative humor. Rock has also appeared in a number of successful films, including Grown Ups, Madagascar, and The Longest Yard, and has received numerous awards for his work, including four Emmy Awards and three Grammy Awards. I get it. I get it. Stop you right there. Now, listen, Chris Rock and I, I I, 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 a lot of people... place to stop a lot of people don't know this, but I'm considered the white Chris Rock. We're born on the same day. We're the exact same age. We're both very, very funny. We both kind of call it like it is. And uh, But here's the thing about Chris Rock is that the movies that are listed here that show Rogan this out, he's done a lot of movies. If somebody was to tally up your career with an extensive as a filmography that Chris Rock has grown up Madagascar and worst of all the longest yard to be the yeah, wasn't, wasn't he word. in Pootie Tang yeah I mean Pootie Tang's a fucking cult classic dude. anyway he was in New Jack City that sounds dirty I don't watch movies like that well you are a doctor but anyway Good for Chris. And yeah, people, the one thing I watched the special, I guess, is one thing. And, and being a small person myself, you know, being the white Chris Rock, I'm about the same size as the black Chris Rock. But Will Smith, Will Smith is a huge fucking man. Okay? He he's easily weighs hundreds or at least a hundred more pounds than Chris Rock does. And he's Powered over him, and you know, it's so easy to slap or 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 humiliate a man physically that's much smaller than you are. And I just never, I, I thought that Chris was, I thought his show was funny. I mean, Chris, Chris's comedies, a lot of people criticized him and said it was uh, he'd become an old man shaking his fist at the sky in relationship to some of the material he chose to use. I, I kind of get that criticism, except for then the commentator went on to talk about how he described Jada Smith as a bitch a hundred times, and that led me to believe that the person, the reviewer, hadn't even seen the show, because he never once said that about Will Smith's wife. He said that about Will Smith, that Will Smith was a bitch. And when you miss a key concept of somebody's performance, and, and you think they're talking about somebody else saying that word, it really poisons your ability to review the rest of the performance. Because now you're looking at it through the lenses of, oh, he called this woman, and this is this review was written by a woman, bit so many times when she missed. No, he didn't. He never said that about her. He said that He's saying that a female Smith. journalist misinterpreted some information, piece. Is that yeah, what you're alluding yeah, okay. to? I am, I am alluding to that. And that, and that also happened... But I think all in all, um, you know, Chris Rock is going to remain funny. I think Will Smith is, has hurt himself and is as Chris Rock stated. 
And, and I think that this was probably true. He really admired Will Smith. He rooted for Will Smith. He was, and I and I know that African Americans a lot of times. Bill Cosby talked about this, even though it's probably a shame to say it now. But Oprah uh, talks about it a lot. Is there is a obligation um, because of the systemic racism in our country? There's an obligation for you as an African American when you're famous to present um, your culture and your people, even though we're all Americans. I don't want to get into that. In a positive light. And yeah, that's that, the boring uh, stuff. Don't get into that. And, well, but and I think that, in all honesty, uh, I think people like what Chris Rock had to say, but I think some of it was kind of cringy. The end when he says, "Oh, the reason I didn't do anything about it is because I have parents and I was taught and I was taught not to fight in front of white people," and I don't. I don't know that many people understand. Maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I read that as, as a I, black person I yourself. Totally, I, no, not dude, just as a product of the child of the '60s and '70s when there was a huge effort in society to mend the civil discord that there was, and it failed miserably. But nonetheless, if that attempt was made, is that uh, yeah, he probably was taught that by his parents because you didn't want to bring attention to yourself you didn't want to get viewed as one of the bad ones and if you fought another black person in front of white people then they immediately would just uh and this is this is true i know this is true they would dismiss you both as you know beasts that know nothing better than fighting and so, you know, being black in America in that period of time, and you didn't fight in front of white people. You didn't. You didn't do anything that was going to bring some kind of scorn down upon you and every other African American male. And uh, and while a noble idea presented by many members within their own culture, it's turned out to be a miserable fucking failure. Uh, and, and considered kind of Uncle Tomish, you know, behavior right now. But that was the that was the line that people thought was going to take. And I was surprised that Chris mentioned that. Except for I know that Chris, like me, is fifty eight years old. And uh, when we grew up, we were the last generation, probably, that there was. Okay, here's the fucking rules. Here's how it fucking works. And it's the last generation where those rules actually did fucking work. And, and now everything's fucked up. This is the Everybody, best episode of National Cynical Network I've ever heard. No, no. I had no bad. idea that Pease had 20 minutes on Chris Rock. <laughs> it's fascinating. <laughs> I didn't I'm even sorry, know he was on Saturday Night Live. I thought that was just Jimmy Fallon. But my point being is Chris would be offended if these were the three references to his fucking bulk of work were those fucking three Black references. comedian might get offended, Pease. Is that what you're saying? You're saying as the, white, as the white Chris Rock, I have a lot of empathy for the black Chris Rock. What kind of rock are you? Rock hard, brother. This is fucking. You are so handsome, Pete. <laughs> so handsome. 
Line 145 of the show notes is blank. And uh, line one fun hundred, uh, one, one fun, fun, fun hundred, one fun hundred forty five. Yeah. One fun hundred. One hundred. Wait, not forty five. I'm on line one fun hundred forty six <laughs> of the show notes, which says segment seven. <laughs> Shout outs, and I'm gonna let uh, Fox pick it up at line one fun hundred seven. Thanks, for, that's my favorite line. We here at TFTS are proud to offer you the most mind bending, paradigm shifting, and downright bizarre content you'll find anywhere on the internet. But we can't do it alone. We need your support to keep the madness flowing. That's why we're calling on all of our dedicated listeners to join our Patreon and become part of the Hypercube community. Not only will you get access to exclusive bonus content, behind-the-scenes glimpses, and other perks, you'll also be supporting the continued existence of our show and everything we stand for. Peace is not racist. And if that's not enough, we'll also invite you to join our Discord server and connect with other like-minded individuals who share your passion for the weird and wonderful. We've got channels for discussion, collaboration, gaming, and just about everything else you could imagine. All with a healthy dose of absurdity and non-sequiturs, of course. So what are you waiting for? Don't think, just do it. Join our Patreon today and become a part of Hypercube. And remember, when the rest of the world is spinning out of control, there's only one place to turn for your daily dose of insanity. All available at www.timefortheshow.com. These fine people have our gratitude for supporting, including Subject E. Change, Bob South, Long Dead, Hazel of the Windmills, Caller 23, and Dr. Cosmac. Get your shout out for just $1 at patreon.com slash hypercube and on the blockchain at backed.by.hypercube. That's incorrect, but whatever. Next line is blank. Oh, come on. Put your balls into it. I, I, I left my balls on the dance floor, man. And now, everybody's favorite part of the show. Line one fun hundred sixty nine. Segment eight, P's apologizes. Yeah, the traditional ending segment where P's recaps the episode and apologizes for it in his own unique way. <laughs> Who's your okay, well, blind eye here's, here's the thing about the blind eyes thing is I gotta apologize because I feel I got cut off a lot tonight and I wasn't given an opportunity to express my thoughts and feelings long enough to really make coherent thoughts and really push home the theories that I try to expound upon the listening audience every week which is number one the color of the egg will be dependent on the color of the chicken's feather. Everyone knows that. Aliens don't exist unless they're from Mexico, and then, damn it, you better look out. But other than that, this has been a pretty good show. We wonder why the government hides things from us, and then we realize we don't know where we put things to begin with, so somebody should keep them away from us. I'm going to end this show with this outro, and I want you to listen closely as it goes. As the sun sets on another day, and we bid farewell to the airways, Ray!
we pause to reflect on all we've learned, all the wisdom and humor we've earned. And we've shared it all with you, our friends, as the show comes to an end. But cannot, for we'll be back with more tales of the bizarre, the abstract, more rants and raves and ridiculousnesses as we explore the human consciousness. So until next time, stay weird and wild. Embrace the madness, let your mind run wild, and remember... Just be yourselves. Line 1190 of the show notes <laughs> is... And I'm going to let uh, Dr. Fox take line... One hundred ninety-one to line two hundred. Thanks, Finn, for engineering the show. Thank you, Pease, for not being racist. Special thanks to our broadcasting hosts at freethinkradio.com. Thanks to Rubik's Pube for our kick-ass theme song. We broadcast live every Monday night at 10 p.m. Eastern. If you're listening on YouTube, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. You can join our d- Discord server, Hypercom, and subscribe to Time for the Show's podcast feed at www.timefortheshow.com. And it's available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Please leave a review and rating in your preferred app. You can also send your comments to email at timefortheshow.com. Don't think? We'll see you next week! Going out hot on that theme song, fellas. Get it. Damn, I have a bowl of cereal. I do not care, Alright, my buddies, are we all done having a good time with the show? When did we start having a good time? You didn't like that? I thought that was a fun show. Was it fun? I did, Well, you know, I didn't talk a lot, so I don't know. Was it good? I think so. We Dad. now return you to our regularly scheduled freethinkradio.com programming. <laughs>